Hey, I'm Chris Loring from Notch Brewing. I am Citizen Salem. Hello, welcome to another episode of Citizen Salem. My name is Chris Paget, and sorry for the late arrival this week. My Sunday was pretty full. I've gotten into a habit of recording these on Sunday, and my Sunday yesterday was full. Uh, I spent uh, half the day on Salem Common helping out with the Walk for Hawk, great uh, benefit walk that's been going on for 27 years for healing abuse, working for change. So a lot of familiar faces there. Thanks to everybody who came out and supported an amazing local organization. And I spent the second half of my day sitting in a movie theater. Took the boys to see uh, Avengers Endgame, which, yes, lives up to the hype of being three hours long. It is really long, but the movie itself flies by. I could have done without the 45 minutes of commercials prior to the film starting, uh, but we'll just chalk that up to lesson learned, keep it local, and go to Salem Cinema next time. My guest this episode is Chris Loring. He is the founder of Notch Brewing. He was kind enough to allow me to record the first batch of episodes for Citizen Salem at Notch one afternoon. So here's my conversation with Chris Loring. So is this a good distance for me? or am I... No, you're good. Okay. You're good. Cool. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. So if someone saw you walking down the street in Salem, how would they know you? I'm tall. <laughs> <laughs> they say that's the guy from... That's the guy from Notch. Yeah. Yeah, I guess because I'm here a lot that people recognize me and they see me. And, you know, I'm a fairly tall person, so I stand out quite a bit. Uh, and I live down the street, so I'm always walking around. So I mean, I'm not driving a lot. I'm walking. So, yeah, that's, that's how people know me. When did you start Notch Brewing? Uh, I started 2010, and I started it, uh, obviously not in Salem, um, but I started basically as this kind of gypsy contract brewer where I went to other breweries and produced beer at their locations. And I scratched it out for about three years by myself. Then I hired Zach Anzac from Salem as well as my first sales and brand rep, and that really changed everything. And that got us going and got us momentum to build volume to this place could come to fruition. What did you do prior to being a beer brewer? Was it a, a logical progression from one thing to the next? It's pretty much all I've ever done. Really? So, yeah. I mean, after college, I went to brewing school in Chicago, and I apprenticed uh, under a couple of British brewers, uh, and I started brewing professionally in 1993. So it's really, uh, I, would not be, I would not be very good at anything else at this point. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this, 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 this notch chapter better work, because I don't have a backup plan. So what was the... the how do you transition from, like you said, you know, a gypsy brewer going from using other people's stuff to the, because you just expanded Notch yeah. recently, didn't you? Yeah, and I had done this all before. I, mean, I owned a brewery in Boston and, you know, been a brewer and a production brewery and all that. So I knew what to do. I just, I yeah. wanted to get to a point where the, you know, it was viable. Uh, I couldn't raise money around an idea. Um, I had to kind of show people it. So once, once I got to the point that we had, you know, considerable volume in Massachusetts, it was, uh, we were able to do it. And so that's... So step to building the brewery was something I've done before, and being a production brewer was something I've done before. So that was not the hard part. The hard part was convincing people to give you money. Mm. <laughs> was being in Salem part of the way that you were able to convince people to give you money instead of being instead of trying to do this in Boston or in a larger community? Yeah, I mean, a lot of our our investor group's not large. Um, you know, it's all individuals, and a good portion of them live in the North Shore. Mm. Uh, Salem Five is our bank, and they've been really good to us in terms of giving us. 
a line of credit and construction loan, et cetera. So yeah, it was definitely a local community-based thing that if I had put this somewhere else, even two towns away, it might have been more difficult. And it might, yeah, I'm from here, my family's from here, so um, there was that tie-in as well. So yeah, it, it all made sense. And I don't know this could have replicated itself somewhere else. How long have you lived in Salem, all, all said and done? Uh, I mean, including childhood? Sure. I don't know, half my life. And yeah. I lived for a while in Boston, college and that, and after college, yeah, but I've been here for a long time. Did you circle back to Salem on purpose? Like, did, was it like, I'm, yeah. I'm going to go home? Was it, or was it, uh, this is where I can do this, so I'm going to do it there? So my grandmother died, I don't know, right around 2000. And, um, yeah, rest in peace, she lived a good life, but she... Mm. Um, had a home that was also the home of my great-grandparents mm. who bought that home when they Im- immigrated from Warsaw, um, Poland. And so there's, there's some deep you know, roots here. So when that house became available, I was living in Boston, and I bought it off <laughs> I bought it off the estate. My grandmother didn't have a lot of money. I mean, she worked in the Parker Brothers factory. You know, so no she, kidding. Her retirement fund was not large. So when I say I bought it from the estate, it's kind of joking. But I bought the house, and slowly over the last you know, 15 years, I renovated it. And that's where you live now? That's where I live now. Yeah. Um, what do you what do you do on a daily basis to make Salem a better place? Uh, as a brewer with a public facing tap room and beer garden, we try really hard to make sure a community is always involved, and then everything we do looks to the local community first before we try to do anything from a promotional standpoint. We have to mm-hmm. promote our brand; that's how we survive. Sure. We need awareness, but we try to do it in a way that we can bring in the rest of the community. So no matter what we do. Um, we try to make that tie-in, for everything from having A and J King do our pretzels. Um, so when we do some types of events, that we make sure that we have a, a market, an open market around Christmas time. It's as much local vendors as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we always, we always try to tie that in. And we, we're starting a new trivia night with Lee Wolf from uh, the Shanty, and the focus of the trivia is not going to be on you know ridiculous pop culture stuff. It's going to be on Salem. Huh? Because what we realize we, we brainstorm just. Uh, Many distinct communities in Salem, I mean that by like different things that people like and enjoy, and we're gonna to try to tie that all in so that you know, people can come in and you may not know the person next to you, but you all have this connection in Salem in some kind of freaky, weird way that, that's fun. Yeah. What's changed about Salem? Because it seems like you guys are on the, almost kind of the crest of the wave of the quote unquote new Salem. You know, once it, it really seemed to me, I've, I've been here for you know, maybe a dozen years or so. But it seemed like there was this wave of New Salem that kind of washed over in the last decade or so. What are the most obvious changes since you grew up here to you? What are, what are the biggest thing, changes that you've seen? It's more like it used to be. And I, I, people think it's changing for something new. How do you mean? Uh, my grandmother never owned a car. She walked to everything and bought everything okay. locally. And you're starting to see that Salem, you can now afford those things. You can, you can afford the ability to walk out of your front door and, and walk and get a lot of things you need. It's not there yet, but it's getting there. Because Salem was gutted by malls, and then there, you had to get in your automobile and go do things. Yeah. And now you don't need to do that. So I think it's becoming more like it used to be, which is ironic to me, or maybe coincidental. I'm not an English major. Um, <laughs> it's that, He's a brewer, that, that some of the old school folk here, who I know, think Salem's going in a bad direction. And I keep telling them, this is, it's becoming more like it used to be. I mean, there, there are retail, there's thriving retail downtown again. There's a thriving restaurant scene. And it's not, it's not what it was in the you know, 1980s when this place was much different and it was not pretty. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's more like it used to be. You, and I, it sounds like you like that. Like it's... Yeah, you want your community to be thriving. You know, you want yeah. you want 
Back to the future kind of thing. Yeah, you want the storefronts um, rented with, with, you know, interesting things and interesting people inhabiting them and people doing different, you know, businesses and manufacturing things. And you look around the town, there's a lot of things, and, and not everyone knows everything that's going on, but it, 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 it's a pretty diverse, unique community. That you know, I'm fascinated that it's come back this way. I, I, when I moved here, you know, around 2000, 2001, I, did, I didn't, everyone always talked about the potential of Salem to be mm-hmm. this, and it took a while to get here. Um, but I'm, I'm glad we're here. Cool. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. Thanks to Chris and Mary Ellen at Notch Brewing for letting us use their brewery to record this episode. This is actually the last episode in the first batch of Citizen Salem Conversations. The next round of episodes is happening this Saturday, and you can come and see them live and in person. It's happening this Saturday afternoon at the Peabody Institute Library starting at 10.30 in the morning as part of PILCON, P-I-L-C-O-N. Come see me there. I'll be interviewing a cat. Thanks to Chris and Mary Ellen at Notch Brewing for letting us use their brewery to record this episode. Notch Brewing and Tap Room online at notchbrewing.com and at 238R Derby Street in Salem behind Waters and Brown. Alex Asacker wrote and performed the Citizen Salem theme song on her ukulele. Citizen Salem is recorded and produced by me, Chris Padgett. Additional photography by Bowie Padgett. If you or someone you know would like to be featured here, send me an email, citizensalem1626 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to Citizen Salem.